0: Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We're in 1 John chapter 5. We'll be in the first half of the chapter today. And I have entitled this lesson, Do We Have the Witness? Amen. 1 John chapter 5 concerns uh, us knowing the love of God, knowing God through His love, and being assured of victory in in Christ Jesus. Well, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So John really is continuing uh, his uh, letter, his exhortation concerning the love of God and uh, sh- showing us uh, how we know that we know God by the love that he has given unto us. Amen. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul said, writing to the Roman church in Romans chapter five, therefore being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice and hope of the glory of God. And not only so, he said, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience, experience, experience, hope. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. <laughs> amen. 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 You know, it's Bernard of Clairvaux that defined the love of God as that which is immeasurable. God's love truly is immeasurable. Amen. Because God's immeasurable. If God is immeasurable, then his holiness is immeasurable. Uh, His character is immeasurable. His love is immeasurable. And isn't it an awesome thought, a tremendous thought to know that that immeasurable love of God dwells on the inside of us. That's why Paul, uh, in writing to the Ephesian church, that's why he prayed this prayer. He says that we might know the length and the breadth and the depth and the height, the full dimension of God, full dimension of his love. Praise God to be able to comprehend the love of God. Born again, only born again people can comprehend the love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, all of humanity is touched by one form of love or another. But it's only the born again child of God that tastes the agape of God, the immeasurable love of God. Hallelujah. Oh, how that changes us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And John, also in this chapter, he talks about the victory that's been achieved through knowing God, knowing the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. So this is a very, very exciting chapter. We're only going to get through the first half of it today. But I tell you, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful letter uh, this has been. Praise God. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started. But let's pray first. Father, we, uh, we ask you now in the name of Jesus. Lord, to open up our hearts. Cause us, Father, to give give us wisdom and revelation and and the knowledge of you. Cause us to really know and understand the love that you have for us. You know, like John said, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. So, Father, bless this time in the Word and we'll give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, this first section. I've entitled Loving God by Keeping His Commandments. This is part of our witness that we know God. Notice verse 1, it says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is born of God. Now, we have to go back. We have to th- just take a moment, and we have to understand what, what John is saying here. He that believe believes that causes us to do something. Amen. That's what the word believe. Pistuo, which means to believe. Amen. He who is believing. Amen. This is a present active participle. He who is believing that Jesus. Amen. And of course, this believing is an action word. It involves us doing something. Amen. Claiming uh, Jesus as our Savior, claiming him as Lord over our life. Praise God, allowing him to come in and change us and to rearrange us. Amen. And of course, you know, this action of believing takes place in a moment of time. But it continually reforms and transforms and transcends us into what God would have us to be. And of course, that's that's what faith is. That's what faith does. It it changes us. Amen. It conforms us into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. All right. I already made myself happy here. Praise the Lord. So whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the one who is to come, is born of God. In other words, he has become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, this Believing is not mental a sin. It's just not agreeing that Jesus is the son of God. It's not even agreeing that what the Bible says about Jesus is true. This is a heartfelt, a heart changing decision when God comes into our heart and life and he makes us a brand new person inside. Praise God. This is what is called born again. Not, not a change. not just a change of mind. That that takes place when we repent of sin. We change our mind. Instead of running away from God, standing against him, resisting him, we yield to him. We repent. We change our mind. We realize that we're wrong and God's right. Lord, I remember that time. Oh, that Wednesday night, October the 13th. Amen. I had to change my mind. I had to change my purpose. Be willing to follow Jesus. Amen. You did the same thing if you're born again. Amen. You just didn't turn over a new leaf. Well, I'm just going to try to do better. No, that that doesn't cut it. Amen. We're not going to survive that way. We're not going to remain in Christ just by trying to turn over a new leaf. No, we repent. We recognize and realize that we are wrong, that God is right, and we humble ourselves. We come to him. We humble ourselves. We present ourselves before him, and we ask Christ to come into our heart and life. Praise the Lord. And then John says, and everyone that loves the Father also loves the one born of him. In other words, who loves the Father loves the Son. So then we prove our love for the Father God by our conduct towards Jesus Christ and our conduct towards those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, just like we do. If we say we love God, then that means we are also saying we love Christ as the Son. And that also says that we are loving. Remember now, going back to the present active participle, we are believing. We are believing. And in believing, we're loving. We're loving the Father. We're loving the Son. And we're loving those who call themselves the children of God. And I know in the flesh, sometimes it's hard uh, to love those that are or claim to be fellow Christians. I know that sometimes uh, people's personalities just rub us wrong. But we can't go by feelings. We have to go by what the word of God says that we truly love the people of God and we're willing to do for them and we're not and we're unwilling to hurt them in any way shape or form even though they're, they're mad at us for some weird strange reason. Amen. We go ahead and we love them anyway. We love them by serving them. Amen. Hallelujah. We obey the commandments of God. We love Jesus Christ. We submit our life to him. We love God the Father. We don't, uh, uh, we don't do anything to harm or to hurt the Holy Spirit or to grieve the Holy Spirit. That's how we know that we are of the same Spirit. Praise God. And then verse 2 tells us, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. See, we keep his commandments This is really the only evidence that we have that we love Jesus is that we follow Him. We keep His commandments. So we, as the disciples of Christ, the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are required by the witness of the Holy Spirit. We are required to show that we are attached to Him above all things. That we're yielding to Him above all things by yielding to his requirements, by yielding to his commandments. And of course, you know, the chief commandment is this, to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Praise God. Amen. We as believers must always leave a good report that people will know that we have been in the presence of God. (laughs) Amen. So a mere profession of love is not enough. Not only do we profess Christ as Savior, but we prove it by our actions. Amen. We love one another. We love men. Amen. We take up our cross. We follow Jesus. Hallelujah. We're always careful to maintain a good report. Hallelujah. We don't do anything that would shame the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you, I wish the church of God would stop protesting and start proclaiming. Because that's the only thing that's going to heal this land. That's the only thing that's going to save people is preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Letting people know that Jesus loves them. Amen. Praise God. And presenting to them the truth. There's a lot of stuff being presented today that's not really the truth. And then John says in verse four, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, what did what did uh, John say to us here in these first verses? He says, number one, if we believe that Jesus is the son of God, we're born again. We're born of God. This is our witness that we love God and that we know that we love the children of God. We're going to love we love the father. We love the Lord Jesus Christ and we love the children of God. And how do we know that we love God by keeping his commandments? This is our witness. Amen. Hallelujah. And then because we love God and because we're born of God. Notice verse four. And whatsoever is born of God or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Amen. Now here's this word overcome again is from the Greek word nikeo, and it means to have victory. Actually, the word nikeo or the present active indicative of nikeo nika means this: it means to carry off with the victory. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God! Hallelujah! So they that are born again are the ones that are overcoming the world. We have overcome the world and we are overcoming the world. We are carrying off with the victory. These are our spoils. Amen. Praise God. We're not looting this world. We're carrying the world off in victory through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are victorious. We are overcomers. And how do we know that we're overcomers? Even our our faith. Even our faith. Think about that. Faith in the Lord Jesus is the key to our victory. That's what John says here. Now, when he says even our faith, he's speaking of a possession. Faith as a possession. Faith always begins in the Lord Jesus. Everything points to Jesus first. That's why he's called the first begotten. That's why he's called the firstborn. That's why he's called. He has the preeminence. Amen. Hallelujah, because everything is preeminent in him. Everything points to the Lord Jesus. So if you're having a problem, amen, the problem is not Jesus. The problem is not God. The problem is the fact that somewhere, somehow you've gotten disconnected from the life and the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. You reestablish connection, praise God, and then your faith will begin to work again. No, this faith, we don't possess this faith on our own. It's a gift. It came to us because we took the time, amen, to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And once God began to present to you the truth, you began to recognize the truth. All of that is the work of God. It's not your work. It's just a matter of you and I yielding to that which God has already provided through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It comes that this faith comes to us this as a gift It comes to us through the preaching of the gospel. And God begins to penetrate our heart with truth. And we begin to love the truth. We begin to recognize and realize, you know what? I'm wrong. I tell you, the people out today looting and destroying, they have no conception of the love of God. But God died for them. The same blood that was shed for you and I was shed for them. They need to come to the knowledge of the truth. And when they when they come to the knowledge of the truth, they're going to put down their weapons of war. Hallelujah. And they're going to learn the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why it's so important for us to get on the street corners and start proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me throw this in. If your pastor is not preaching the gospel, you need to go find somebody who is. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Amen. It is the faith of God that is at work in us. Through our obedience to God. See, if we're not obeying God, then our faith is not working. If we're not obedient to the word of God, our faith cannot work. Our faith is not genuine. Our faith in Christ is what causes us to overcome the world. That's God working in us, perfecting that which concerns us. Amen. 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 Verse five. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes, notice that action, present, active, participle, uh, participle again. He that believe and is believing that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. In other words, A.T. Robertson says this. He who keeps conquering the world, he who has conquered through Jesus, he who has conquered the world and is presently conquering the world. Every time you get up in the morning, you are a con- an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I don't care how you feel. I don't care whether you like your job or you don't like your job or you're not looking forward to this or you're not looking forward to that or it doesn't matter. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus through faith in him. Going back to verse four. For whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That's how you achieve victory. That's how you achieve victory through faith. God has made you an overcomer. And by faith you partake of and you become and you receive the victory through Christ. Glory to God. Amen. So once again, verse five, who's he that overcoming the world? Who is he that's overcoming the world? It's he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. That's the foundation of our faith. And let me tell you something. That foundation is as strong as you want it to be. How high do you want to build your spiritual house? Well, it depends upon how thick that foundation is. Hallelujah. When everything has been torn away from you, stripped of you, and all you're doing is standing On the Lord Jesus Christ, then just continue to stand. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. And God will reward that kind of faith. And then verse 6 says this, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness because the Spirit is truth. What does it mean? He came by water and blood. Well, Think of the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. Think about what happened when he came up out of that water. The Spirit descended him like a dove. Here's the Son being endowed by the Spirit and then the voice out of heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So there's the witness. There's the testimony. The testimony of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen, at his baptism. But now think about the blood. The testimony of the blood. That blood was shed on Calvary. It's the water and the blood at his baptism and at, his, at the cross. See, these two incidents John brings out through the incarnation of Christ Jesus. Single them out. Praise God. That's important. Well, how did you come to know Jesus? You came to know him through baptism. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about necessarily water baptism. I'm talking about the baptism into Christ Jesus. Water baptism is nothing more than an outward sign of that which has already taken place. When Jesus came up out of the water and he received the witness, the dove and the voice from heaven, that was just an exterior witness of that which he already was and already is. Amen. Amen. You're not being baptized in water to be saved. You're being baptized in water as a witness that you have already received Christ Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. And as a result of that, as a result of your faith, God has shed the love of God abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which he has given unto you. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we have the witness. We look to Jesus, the witness of the water and the witness of the blood. Well, we also have the witness, the witness of the water that we have drunk from the wells of salvation. Amen. That we have received the new birth. We believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that has shed been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, that that his blood has cleansed us. From all sin. Glory to God. Amen. And notice what else John says here. He says, and it is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is truth. Do you have the witness that you know God? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you're born again, you're going to receive the witness. Now, verse seven says this. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one clear sign of the Trinity. Praise God. Amen. Now, this uh, this passage of Scripture now is not found in in some of the best manuscripts. And most scholars think it was added, but it's just a reiteration of what uh, John has been saying all along. Amen. Yeah, there are three that bear record in heaven. Matthew, chapter three, verses 16 and 17. Whoever copied this into the text probably had those that passage of scripture in mind. And then verse eight says, and there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, the spirit. Notice that. And the water, the spirit being the pneuma and the water. Amen. And the blood, the same three witnesses. Praise God. And these three agree in one. Praise the Lord. Well, you have that same witness. Do you have the spirit? You do if you're born again. Do you have the water? Absolutely. Praise God. Amen. And are your blood washed? Oh, absolutely. Washed in the blood. Praise God. Amen. All right. Verse nine. Now, one of the records or one of the marks or one of the witnesses that we know God is that we believe the record of God's son. God's record of his son. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. See, it's not enough to have the witness of men. It's not enough for people to come up to you. Oh, I know you are a Christian because you just act like. it." Oh, I know you're a Christian because you go to church. No, that's that's a good witness. I mean, it's good to have men say these things of us. But the witness of God is greater. Witness of man are not going to get you born again, not going to get you into heaven. But the witness of God will praise the Lord. Amen. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. Remember this. Remember the story of the woman at the well. Remember that Jesus went to that well intending to minister to that dear woman. And that woman was not in a receiving mode until Jesus revealed himself to her. And then remember. Remember, she ran. She ran into the city to tell everybody that she has met the Messiah and she got the whole city to come out and see Jesus. Remember what uh, what they said to this woman? Remember that? They said this. They said, oh, uh, we believe not by your testimony. Now, your testimony brought us out here, but we don't we no longer believe your testimony because we have seen and we have heard. Notice that we have seen and we have heard him and we believe that truly this is the Messiah, the son of God, the savior of the world. Praise God. Amen. He that believeth. Amen. Verse 10. He that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself. Notice again what what John wrote in verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, that he has testified of his son, believing the record, God's record of his son. God's record of his son is given to us in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It takes a faithful man to preach the faithful word of God. And then verse 10, he that believes on the son of God has the witness in himself. See, this is the witness, the, the inward evidence that we are a follower of Christ. He that believes not God has made him a liar. See, this this is the clearest answer as to why people are going to go to hell. It's not because they're murderers. It's not because they're harmongers. It's not because they're sexually immoral. All this is true. But the real reason why people are going to go to hell is because they do not believe God's record of his son and they are calling they are calling God himself a liar. That's what really what verse 10 is telling us. He that believes on the son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave of his son. And then verse 11 says, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Do you have life eternal? Well, that's the witness. This is the witness, praise God. This is the record that God has given to us, and it's eternal life. Jesus said that. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, notice that. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And then Jesus, turning to the Jews, said this. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life. Think about that. Think about that tremendous statement. That would repel somebody who didn't understand spiritual things. But Jesus was speaking of that which he's going to do on the cross. Amen. This is actually verse uh, John chapter 6 verse 51 is covenant talk. Amen. Because we enter into a covenant by receiving the bread and receiving the blood. Praise God. That's why communion is so important. Hallelujah. And of course, the new birth is the witness. The new birth is the witness that we have received the engrafted word, which is able to save our souls. And then verses 12 and 13, verse 12. He that has the son has life and he that has not the son of God has not life. See, there's no middle ground. This is absolute. See, the, the Bible is the Bible of ap- absolutes. Either we have the son or we do not have the son. There's no middle ground. Amen. And if you're struggling, if you're caught between, if you're halted between two, two opinions and what you're struggling with is you're struggling with doubt and unbelief. And that's not of God. That's of the devil. You need to turn loose of that. Well, I've got to know these things before I can step. No, you've got to take a step of faith first. If God's dealing with your heart, you need to bow your knee right now. You need to repent. You need to ask God to come into your heart and life. Amen. You need to receive Jesus Christ, the Savior, Lord, because this is the line that determines those who are going to be saved and those who are not. Do you believe? If you have the Son, then you have life. If you do not have the son, then you do not have the life. And it's based upon what you believe. Do you believe God's record of a son? Well, yes, I do. Then bow your knee. Ask God to come into your heart through the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be born again. And then, of course, verse 13 will end right here. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Notice what John writes there, that you may know. These things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you may believe that you have eternal life. Actually, that's what what John is saying here. Well, how do I know that? Well, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Amen. Praise God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what John is saying here is this. You're not just going to believe this verse if he were speaking. He's not. But not just believing this, verse, but believing everything in the letter, everything that I've said to you, all that I've written to you. That believe on the name of son of God that you may know that you have. God wants you to know. He wants you to have assurance that you truly are born again. Are you born again? Do you know Jesus as your savior? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die right now, you go to heaven? You can have a knowledge of the saving grace of Christ. All you have to do is bow your knee and ask him. Acknowledge the fact that he is true. God's record of his son is true and that you receive him by faith and he'll come in. Amen. He won't turn you away. He'll come. Praise God. And he'll sup with you and you will sup with him. Father God bless you in the name of Jesus. Father we love you with all of our heart, mind, soul and strength. Praise God. And we love everyone within the sound of our voice. Amen. Father bless the ministry of your word to every heart that hears it. And Lord, we'll give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. who gives life.